On May 26, 2013, a tugboat named the Jaskin 4 was attempting to stabilize an oil tanker at a Chevron platform about 20 miles or 32 kilometers off of the coast of Nigeria. As the large swells rose and fell, the tugboat eventually capsized and began sinking further and further underwater. While inside the bathroom, the ship's cook, Harrison O'Keene, could feel the ship beginning to turn upside down and tried to rush out of the boat. As him and his fellow crewmates rushed towards the exit of the boat, water began rushing inside. What was the fate of Harrison O'Keene and his crewmates? Find out on this week's episode of Narcosis Into the Deep. Hi everyone, I'm your host Alex and welcome back to Narcosis Into the Deep. This is Season 3, Episode 1, and thank you guys so much for your continued support. I'm glad you're all enjoying the podcast and I really hope you enjoy Season 3. I'm switching things up by beginning to release my episodes every Wednesday. Since I travel a lot for work and travel is finally starting to pick back up, I think Wednesdays will work best for my schedule, but we'll see how it goes. My awesome patrons for the show voted on which topic they wanted to hear first. So let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode. At around 4.50 a.m. on May 26, 2013, Harrison O'Keene was using the restroom aboard the tugboat Jaskin 4. He could feel the tugboat moving with the water, but something didn't seem right. It was moving more than usual, and he could tell that it was about to turn upside down. Harrison quickly got to his feet and pushed the metal door open. Water was already rushing in, and he knew he had to do something quickly. It soon became very dark as the tugboat began sinking under the surface. Harrison was feeling around trying to find the exit hatch. He could just barely see the three fellow crew members in front of him. As they opened the exit hatch, water suddenly rushed in full force and swept the three men away. Harrison knew instantly that those three men were dead. Harrison turned away from his only exit. The water was now surging in and pushing him towards the stern section or the back section of the boat. As the boat flipped upside down, Harrison became trapped in a second bathroom near the officers' quarters. As the boat floated down and crashed into the ocean floor, Harrison opened his eyes and to his amazement, he was still breathing. Now, sources don't specify why, but at this time, Harrison was only wearing his underwear. I speculate it's because he was attempting to take a shower before beginning his shift as a cook, but again, it's not specified. For a full day, Harrison floated in the four-square-foot bathroom, holding on to an overturned wastebasket to keep his head out of the water. It was pitch black. Harrison was just in his underwear, and the water was freezing. Harrison didn't know it yet, but he was 98 feet or 30 meters underwater. Eventually, he built up the courage to open the door and swim into the officer's bedroom and began pulling off the wall paneling to use as a tiny raft to lift himself out of the freezing water. But as he entered the officer's quarters, 
Harrison could sense that he was not alone. The horrid smell of a dead body hit him hard as he opened the door. After sitting in the officer's quarters for a short while, Harrison experienced something that would haunt him forever. In the pitch black, cold waters, he could hear a very distinct sound. Fish had swam into the room and began feasting on his nearby dead crewmates. Harrison recalls these days under the water. He remembers being hungry, but mostly thirsty, very, very thirsty. He was able to find Coke bottles nearby and could drink those to help keep him alive. Quote, All around me was just black and noisy. I was crying and calling on Jesus to rescue me. I prayed so hard. I was so hungry and thirsty and cold, I was just praying to see some kind of light. I could perceive the dead bodies of my crew were nearby. I could smell them. The fish came in and began eating the bodies. I could hear the sound. It was horror. End quote. All right. The light went off and the vessel capsided. And I was there trying to, like, and the WC fell on my head and tear my head. And I was there struggling on how I can be able to open the door. When I was right there in the water, when I have access to nothing, right down inside the water, I thought of my family, thought of my, my mom, my brothers, my wife. I have access to none of them, no way to get to them. And I was right there in the water, and I know I'm going to die. But the only thing I could put my hope and trust in and my confidence in is God. I don't know it's up to three days because I was thinking it's just a day, maybe it's getting to the evening. I was on the keep on praying, 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 praying. When I prayed for some time, I stopped. And I said, God, let that will be done as it is in heaven. Because I have tried my best. And I have called on you and you have never failed me before. And you will never fail me at all in my life. So as I said that to me, if death comes, let it come. If death did not come, I know he's going to rescue me. So as I was there like that, I kept calm, and I was bold because I was not afraid anymore because I know it's life and death. The, the, road, the, the, the line is already drawn. If you want to come, let it come. Another full day came and went. Harrison thought about his family and how he was about to die. But then, suddenly, he heard banging on the ship. Quote, I heard a sound of a hammer hitting the vessel. Boom, boom, boom. I swam down and found a water dispenser. I pulled the water filter and I hammered on the side of the vessel, hoping someone would hear me. Then the diver must have heard the sound. End quote. A team of divers sent by Chevron and the ship's owners, West African Ventures, were searching for crew members assumed by now to be dead. Understandably, they were shocked when Harrison tapped them on the shoulder as they swam by the officer's quarters. Even though Harrison had just been found, he faced a complex process to bring him back to the surface safely. U.S. Navy salvage officer Patrick Keenan commented on the rescue, stating, quote, After spending two days at 30 meters of depth, Harrison had become saturated, meaning his body had absorbed all of the pressurized gases and equalized with the surrounding water pressure. Bringing him to the surface from that depth, and after having been saturated at three or four atmospheres, could easily have killed him, end quote. 
The biggest issue that Harrison now faced was no longer dying from thirst or starvation, but from decompression sickness, or aka the bends. We've talked about the bends before on the podcast, but just to reiterate, it's caused by rapid pressure changes while diving. During a rapid decompression, gases, mainly nitrogen, that have dissolved come out of solution in the bloodstream. The bends can affect almost any area of the body or any organ, including the lungs, heart, brain, joints, and skin. The most common signs and symptoms of the bends include joint pains, fatigue, low back pain, paralysis or numbness of the legs, and weakness or numbness in the arms. Other associated signs and symptoms can include dizziness, confusion, vomiting, ringing in the ears, head or neck pain, and loss of consciousness. If you recall in earlier episodes, the deeper a diver goes and the longer they spend at the deepest part of their dive, affects how long they need to decompress for. Typically, we're calculating dives that are maybe one to a few hours long, but in Harrison's case, he was underwater for two whole days. This severely complicated the rescue operation. Any slight rapid decompression would surely be the end of Harrison's life. But the rescue team, led by Christine Cridge, a medical director at the Diving Diseases Research Center, or DDRC, devised a plan to return Harrison to the surface alive and healthy. I'm about to play you the clip from when the saturation diver first found Harrison alive. Now, just as a reminder, these saturation divers use trimix gas, which contains helium. I'm sure most of you are aware that helium does alter the effects on the voice, so these divers do sound a little funny, but they're also hard to understand. At this point, the saturation diver is working his way through the boat, and there's someone talking to him on the surface that's guiding him through the ship. It is upside down, so the divers do have some trouble, and that's kind of what you hear the guy talking to. His name's Colby. He's the one that's leading the diver through the boat. If you had your hand on the water, you just walked all the way, you'll come to a corner. Okay, no problem. Have you got it? All right, go around the corner. Sorry, it's quite, quite difficult, difficult for me on here trying to explain, you know? Okay, so you're going around the corner, and you're going to find some stairs. Right at the base there, maybe a meter past the corner in the center, Roger. It's like a big, big passageway. The passage is a T-junction. The first thing you're going to find is, um, I would imagine if you're on the rail, it'll, the railing will be above you. Going up. Yeah. Okay. Remember, you 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 walking on the on the on the ceiling, eh? It's going to be above you. Is that what have you got there? That's stairs, yeah. Yeah, Okay, so you found it. All right, you're going you're going to be going up, eh? Is that right? Okay, correct. All right, we're in the right place. Now you're going on to the main deck. Alright, how big are the, how long are those stairs? How's your umbilical? If I'm going to get trapped in any of those corners, just be aware, please. 
Okay. So, um, you're coming out into the passageway. Okay, what is that? Is that the floor I can see? This, eh? Sorry, say again. No problem, get yourself orientated. Are you still on the stairs? Yes, there's going to be another stair going down to the main level. We're not going to go that way. Okay. All right, how are you doing? Nico? Just talk to me and I'll help you, eh? Okay, so have you come into the next deck? Onto the main deck? All right, so you should be walking on the, on the, on the ceiling, yeah? Okay. What's that? Oh, okay. All right, you found one, yeah? He's alive, he's alive. Okay, keep him there, keep him there. All right, just... Just, all right. all right, just hold him there, okay? Just keep him there. Fucking hell, I don't know what we're gonna do. All right, just keep him there and keep him calm, okay? All right, just um, just reassure him, pat him on the shoulder. Okay. All right. Okay, okay, just, just reassure, reassure him, him, give him a thumbs, thumbs up, up and reassure him. At this time, the team has devised a plan to save Harrison. In this audio clip, the saturation diver is putting his diving helmet on Harrison. We can hear Colby walking Harrison through what they're doing, but the clip ends a little abruptly, and that's because at some point Harrison does lose consciousness. We're going to have him on the umbilical, okay, so you'll be attached like that. First we'll get him dressed, and then we're basically gonna... How's that passage to bring him out? Is it okay? Is it? All right, so, Nico, uh, Daryl, you're gonna have to stand at the passageway to pull both umbilicals, okay? Nico, you're gonna have to basically... Basically, uh, he's gonna have to hold your hand or your leg, okay? While you climb back out and he follows you like that, yeah? But what we'll do is we'll get him into that pool there, breathing, all happy, and we just take it slowly, all right? Okay. Hello, my friend, can you hear me? Okay, listen to me. You're gonna, we're putting the hat on so you can breathe, okay? All right, now, you mustn't panic, eh? You must listen to me, all right? All right. We're gonna take you in the water, and we're gonna take you to the bell, okay? And then we're going to bring you home, okay? All right. So now you... I just want you to keep calm, okay? Are you feeling okay? Are you sore? Have you got any injuries? Okay. Okay. I want you... What's your name? Harrison. Okay, Harrison. My name is Colby. Okay, okay, and I'm, I'm going to bring you home, home okay? okay? And the oh, diver that's helping you now, his name is Nico. Okay, okay that's Nico, okay? okay. There's, There's another guy on the outside, free flow his hat so he doesn't get too hot. What is, what is your rank? You're the cook. They always survive. Are we ready? Okay, Harrison. Alright, let me talk to you. Harrison? Okay, you're going to follow... 
You're going to follow Nico, okay? Out of the Jazz Front 4, okay? All right. Hold, hold your hands, choose your hands, hold two hands, okay? All right. Okay, Harrison, you mustn't take your hat off, okay? You must just breathe nicely, yeah? Okay. All right, let's go. You hold your umbilical and you listen to me, okay? All right, we're going now. Put your head under water and breathe comfortably, okay? Okay, how's that? Are you all right, Harrison? Are you comfortable? Just take him nice and slowly, okay? Hold your umbilical, Harrison. Don't let go, okay? We're bringing you home. Okay, talk to each other, guys. Harrison, hold umbilical, okay? Do not let go, okay? Okay. How are you doing, Harrison? Up and down the one in the up and down the other one. Gotcha. Alright, just breathe nicely, Harrison. You're doing well. You're doing very good. You're doing a very good job, my friend. How are you feeling, Harrison? Okay, you must just respond to me and say, yes, I'm doing well, okay? Okay. You're doing a good job. Okay, just hold your umbilical nice and tight. And we're bringing you home nicely, okay? Keep coming up on the umbilical. All right, Harrison, what we're doing, we're taking you up the stairs. And you're coming up onto the forecastle, okay? The forecastle, yeah? Where the captain's cabin is, okay? Harrison? Yeah, you must say Roger, okay? Alright. Now we're bringing you slowly out past the chief engineer's cabin and you're coming to the outside of the vessel, okay? You're doing a very good job, you're nearly there. Okay, just close this free flow there a little bit. Okay, In this audio clip, we hear Colby talking about the umbilical. He's telling Harrison to keep an eye or keep a hand on his umbilical. Now, this is a term that we haven't discussed before on the podcast, and that's because an umbilical is something that's typically used by a commercial or saturation diver. Because all of our previous cases have been on recreational divers, we haven't had a chance to bring up what this is. A diver's umbilical is a group of components which supply breathing gas and other services from the surface control point to a diver. It's part of their life support system, and really, it doesn't make sense when a commercial diver who has to stay under the water for an extended period of time to use air tanks and to have to keep switching them out. That's part of the reason why saturation divers or commercial divers use an umbilical. The rescue team provided Harrison with a diving helmet and guided him into a diving bell 
which is designed to maintain internal pressure. Harrison lost consciousness during the transfer, but ultimately survived. The diving bell then brought him safely to the surface, where he would spend the next two days in a decompression chamber. After spending 60 hours under the surface of the water, Harrison had suffered from peeling skin and an insatiable hunger, but overall, he was in good health. Harrison describes his story as a miracle, but he also said in an interview that he suffers from PTSD. Quote, When I am at home sometimes, it feels like the bed I am sleeping in is sinking. I think I'm still in the sea again. I jump up and I scream. End quote. Of the 12 people that were on board at the time of the sinking, Harrison was the sole survivor. All of the bodies of his fellow crewmates were recovered except for one who was never found. Although Harrison swore he would never again go near the ocean, he became a certified commercial diver in 2015. The rescue diver who had discovered him at the bottom of the ocean presented him with his diploma. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Narcosis Into the Deep. I'm your host, Alex, and if you have any questions, please feel free to ask them on the podcast's Instagram page, at NarcosisPod, or on our Discord server. Both are linked in the episode's description. Please don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, there's always Patreon or sharing with a friend. Becoming a patron comes with many benefits, such as voting on what to hear next, exclusive updates, discounts on merchandise, and more. Thank you so much to my newest patrons, Rose M, Florian J, Phil L, and Eva E. Your support helps the podcast tremendously, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thanks again, and I'll see you all next week. Thank you.